0: Hey yo, what's going on people? Welcome back to another episode, Freedom Legacy. So glad that you landed here. Open up your ears. It's time for you to hear the word of God. I'm so excited to bring to the table of this topic that we are going to be talking about. Hey listen, I know everybody, everybody's schedule gets busy at times, right? I know there's times that we go through frustrations. I know there's times that we're going through trials and tribulations. I'm telling you God is going to see you through everything that you're going through And if you place your faith and trust in him today And continue to place your faith and trust in him He will, he will see you through it And he will bring you through it And you will persevere through any obstacle that comes your way If you place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ Listen, today we're going to be talking about the gospel. Now listen, I'm not going to sit here um, and try to break every little detail down. I am just going to share it from my heart um, on how I share the gospel and how I want you to hear the gospel. And listen, if this is your first time um, hearing the gospel and you've never um, ever considered receiving Christ as Lord and Savior, hey, this is the message for you. If you're a believer and you don't know how to share your faith, hey, This is for you as well. Listen, we all need the gospel and we all need to share it because God uh, has called all believers and commanded all believers to share the gospel. All right. So let's get into it, man. Listen, I want to go ahead and let you guys know, listen, I am pretty athletic, right? And my body has been going through some tremendous phases. I mean, I got lower back pain. Um, I've been playing a lot of soccer and basketball and, and matter of fact, Just the other day, I just finished um, one of my soccer games, and I went over to the bench um, at this picnic table to sit down, and literally my hamstring just began to pull. And I'm like, listen, I'm sitting down. I'm not doing anything crazy, and my hamstring just pulls on me while I'm sitting down. So it's just very weird, and I'm just like, listen, I need to do something about this. So I took a very cold ice bath, and listen, yeah, if you never had an ice bath before, You definitely need to get used to it, but it is amazing. You will feel great after. And listen, that's like the same way of how the gospel treats your soul, right? Your soul is sore. It's longing for peace. It's longing for healing. And the gospel is like that cold ice bath water to your bones and joints. and makes you feel so amazing after. And not only that. It replenishes your soul. It redeems your soul, right? And it glorifies your soul so much to the point we call this glorification, right? You get the whole package, guys. You get the predestination to the justification, to the sanctification, to the glorification, guys. You get salvation is a package. Jesus gives you a package of inheritance with him. Listen, guys, there is no better package out there, right? Whatever the world is offering you and me will never be better than what Jesus offer offers uh, to this world. And that's himself. Right. So let's go ahead and get into it. So listen, if it wasn't for someone sharing the gospel with me, I will not be where I am today. If it wasn't somebody who was bold enough in their faith to come out to pray over me to show me the way, to tell me the truth about the living water, I would never have known what it is like to be redeemed and to understand and taste how good God is. What I'm about to share with you is very important because I hope that the gospel will transform your life. I remember reading the book of Genesis where God had created man. First, he made um, Adam, of course, and then he's commanded him to, you know, name the animals, uh, tame them, um, take care of the garden, watch over it. um, And just God had just really blessed him with all other things Then he took out of um, Adam's rib, of course, um, and, um, you know, made Eve, of course. And on top of that, you know, God gave adam the command um not to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and if you do you shall surely die right um and of course we all know that in the story um in the book of genesis we see that the serpent comes to tempt eve um and it was adam's responsibility to watch over his wife and to um protector as well but Adam of course failed to protect Eve. Eve ended up um taking of the fruit. It became delightful. Um then she passed it along to her husband who was also present with her. Like I said it was Adam's responsibility to protect Eve. And of course then and there um their eyes became open. They realized they were naked. And sin has entered into the world. So if you want to, you know, finish the rest of the stories in Genesis chapter three. But I remember also when I was reading this that Adam and Eve, when they realized they were naked and they hid among the trees and so thick leaves um, and hid themselves from the Lord as he was graciously walking towards them. And, you know, ask him in these questions, you know, who told you were naked and everything? I realized what sin does, sin Uh, Sin shames us. Sin also exposes us. It makes us feel guilty of what we have done. right? And so sin is a very nasty, damaging thing to our soul. Um, And because of our ancestors, Adam and Eve, that brought this sin into the world, We, too, are cursed with this sin. We, too, are now born and affected um, with this disease called sin. Right. And as long as we have this flesh, we will continuously sin. Right. And the more I talk about the gospel, the more I will share with you um, um, how sin does affect, you know, the human mind, the human soul. So, you know, and this has been going throughout, you know, human history of mankind on how sin has caused, you know, humanity to do such evil and wicked things so much to the point that God flooded the whole earth um, and um, has only redeemed some, which was Noah and his family. You know, that's another topic for another day for another episode. <laughs> and I really want you guys to pay attention to this. As I ask you this question, how do you deal with your sin with the bad news that we are born into sin? And if we do not deal with our sin, our sin would deal with us and we will pay for it. How do we deal with our sin? Right. Well, guys, thankfully, we serve a gracious and wonderful and merciful God, because without a gracious and merciful God, we will be paying for our sin and we will be necessarily having any hope. Like hell was created not for us. Hell was actually meant and created for Satan who fell from heaven and one thirty one third of the angels who fell with him right uh, satan was the first to sin and um and, be, and it was because of pride he was trying to become and wanted to become god um and of course that's never pleasant in the sight of christ <laughs> um and satan fell from heaven um and because of that reason they are bound for hell and their punishment is hell but because satan Knows, along with the demons, um, that they are bound there. He is going to do all that he can to deceive the world and bring them with him. And so, guys, sin is deadly, right? Sin is deceitful. Sin is um, uh, destructive. And it would do so much damage to the soul. So how do we overcome sin, right? Well, you know, if you think about it, you know, we have the Ten Commandments, right? The Ten Commandments that were given to Moses to give to the Israelites to obey, right? But even the Ten Commandments, it's hard to obey them all if you are a sinful human being. Now, some of you are probably like... Well, Jonah, surely I can obey, obey all the commandments, right? All I got to do is just be this good person, go to church, read the Bible. But what you're forgetting is if you look at the Ten Commandments and read them, I'm pretty sure you have already broken one of those commandments, <laughs> right? Thou shalt not kill, thou shall not steal, thou should not commit adultery, thou should not lie. I mean, if you really think about it. Look at one of the commandments, and if you have broken them, right, if you've broken one of those commandments, that means you have already fallen short of the glory of God, which is in Romans 3, 23, says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, right? Not only that, James chapter 2 says, whoever breaks one commandment is guilty of breaking them all, which means you are a complete lawbreaker, you are faultless. You are sinful before God and you stand as an enemy and you are like a criminal against God. And here's the thing. If you committed a crime, right, and you're guilty of it, how do you get out of it? Right. Well, most people say, well, you can have a lawyer. But if you're guilty, more than likely you're not getting out of this one. Right. But we do need a lawyer. We do need somebody to save us from the wrath of God that is on us because of our sin. And most people, and here's the downfall with so many people, they think they, be, they can gain righteousness and be and they believe they can become righteous in order to be saved. As long as I do good, as long as I go to church, as long as I go to Bible study, right? As long as I read the Bible here and there, right? Oh, I pray to God, right, every single day, as long as I do these things, those things do not save you, my brothers and sisters. Those things do not redeem the soul. Those things do not give you salvation. All right. Those are great things and wonderful things. But those things do not tell you that because of your works, you are now a born-again believer right that's not true right and so many people are falling into the trap that as long as i do good you know heaven is my land that is not true you are not a follower of jesus because you do good i just told you if you broke one of the commandments you're a criminal you it, a criminal can never stand before a judge and said oh i've murdered somebody but i've also been good I've been good in all my ways. You know, I've done everything that I was supposed to do and I'm good, right? No, you're not good. If you committed the crime, you deserve the time, right? So scripture says in Isaiah that we are like, sheep. we have all been led astray. We've all been led astray, people, right? Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord, right? And I'm just going to say this. The wages of sin is death. You work for sin, right? Your paycheck is death, right? Right? But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. All right. So if we have this sin that is a part of our soul has damaged us, has called us, has called us, uh, excuse me, has caused us to be led astray. Right. We are now enemies of God. We stand as a criminal before the Lord. We are guilty as all get out. What can save us from this death, from eternal death? It says it in the second part of Romans 6, 23. It says, but the gift of God, the gift of God is eternal life. Who's that eternal life? Who's the gift? It's Christ Jesus, our Lord. John 3:16 through 17 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son. Listen, people. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. God did not come to condemn you, my brothers and sisters. He came to save you because if he came to condemn it, we would have already been condemned and there would be no reason for Christ to die for us. All right. Jesus loved you so much that he gave his only self for you. Yes, God, God from uh, God, the son from the Trinity. They all came into agreement that the son was going to send himself to die for us and to atone for our sins. That's the good news. So we had all this bad news, right? And the good news is we have hope and we can attain salvation only through Christ Jesus. Now, you're probably wondering, well, Jonah, how do I give my life to Jesus? How do I become a believer? You know, I've been I thought I was a Christian. I've been doing all these great things. I've been doing all I've been trying my best to obey, but we all know that we fall short. As scripture says, we all fall short of the glory of God, which means you can never, never live up to the standards of God. The only one has, who has done it and who have fulfilled the law completely was Jesus himself, which he made a way for us to come to him and to receive salvation. Right. So how do you become born again, believer? How do you, since we are born into sin, how do we become born again and be restored, be redeemed, and be saved from our sins? Listen to this. Romans 10, 9-10 says this. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be Saved, my brothers and sisters, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Man, how beautiful the gospel is that Jesus says all you have to do is believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, the resurrection of Christ, and you will be saved. And the result of that, the result of that is this, for it's with your with your heart that you believe and are justified. Right? You are justified. God never looks at you um any differently with sin upon you or the wrath upon you. He looks at you as he sees his own son Jesus Christ. You are clean, you are free, you are no longer a criminal. Hallelujah. You are redeemed and you are saved and you are restored, you are washed. By the blood of Christ, you are clean, stainless, without blemish. I think of it like when snow falls on the land and you look outside and straight white as snow and you are pure and white as snow without blemish. You do not have a stain of sin on you. Because you believed in the Lord and Christ gave his righteousness to you. And It is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Guys, there's no other way to be saved. John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody comes to the Father except through me. There's so many people in this world today that believes there is other ways to heaven when there is only one way. The in that term means one, one way. And if Jesus says he is the only way, then we have to believe that he is the only way, which means there is no other way because all other ways are lead to destruction come on my brothers and sisters guys this is a serious thing this is good news to the world this is the only hope we have for humanity second corinthians 5 16 through 17 says so from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view right we no longer have this worldly point of view though we once regarded christ in this way we do so no longer and verse 17 is beautiful. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. You are reborn. It's like you started off new, like a brand new baby. And that sin will never cover you ever, ever, ever will you ever be condemned, don't listen to those other people, excuse me, people who said, you can lose your salvation, you know, you can lose all this, you know I'm so saying, you have to obtain it, nah, and I got another podcast coming for that, nah, Jesus saved you, he saved you from your past sins, right, he saved you from your present sins, right? So Jesus justifies you, He sanctifies you, and then He also puts you in the place of glorification. He saves you for your future sins and he's going to give you a glorified body when you die, right? Because if you can lose all that, right? If you can lose the salvation, that means now we're saying we have to perform for God in order to keep it. And what we have to, what what does it say? What does the law says? If you broke one of the laws, you become a lawbreaker, right? You are a, you basically um, have bro- broken them all, right? So if we can lose that, that means Christ died for nothing. Means we have to continuously act and work as righteousness. Come on, fam. That's not how the gospel works. The gospel doesn't say, I give you a gift. I'm going to take it away. I'm going to give you a gift. I'm going to take it away. I'm going to give you the gift. I'm going to take it. It doesn't work like that because we are sinful human beings. We are sinful and Jesus is the only way to redeem. He's also the only one that sustains you. And that's why we call it sanctification, because if you could lose your salvation, then that means this that means justification, sanctification and glorification will be all jacked up. And we will all be jacked up as Christians because we all sin. And every day we still sin and fall short of the glory of God. You cannot repent enough. You cannot repent enough. Um, if you can lose your salvation to make yourself right with God. Right. Right. You cannot repent enough. You don't even know when you sin sometimes because your conscience is running wild with things you shouldn't be thinking of. Right. On top of that, you're also saying you're also saying I'm not trying to ramble about this all day, but you're also saying that you can obtain righteousness, meaning you can work good enough to live up to God in righteousness by doing the good works of the law. My brothers that cannot be so much far from the gospel. That's the whole reason why. Jesus had to come because we couldn't do it. And we still can't do it. That's why we have the Holy Spirit. Which is sanctification. He's the down payment for our sins. And he's also get guaranteed us an inheritance. Because he knew we couldn't do it. And Paul says to the, Galate, the church of Galatia. And to all these people. Who were the false Judaizers. Who were going around. And saying that in order for you to be saved, you had to be circumcised. They held on to this old traditional Old Testament Jewish uh, tradition, believing that in order for you to be in Christ, you had to be X, Y, and Z. Right. Adding on to the gospel. Right. And also, Paul says, well, if that's the case, then that means what I've torn down was for nothing because if I go back to the system now I'm a lawbreaker again in other words if I'm going back to trying to just obey all these commandments and obey all these rituals and do all these good things I'm a lawbreaker why because I said it earlier Romans 3:23 we all have fallen short of glory of God you cannot live up to God period it's impossible it's impossible people and I love when Paul says for if we could obtain righteousness, then Christ died for nothing. Guys, listen, what I'm preaching here is truth to your souls. What I'm preaching here is the gospel to your soul. This is why it's called the gospel, because there's nothing like it. And there's nothing. this is not another religion where you have to continue to do good things and. Um, Have to continue to do all these rituals to keep something or like to 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 please God. No, fam. No, people. No, my brothers and sisters. No. We walk faithfully in Christ. Through all obedience, not because we have to, but because we want to. Right. When we me being a Christian, the reason why I am. Wanting to obey the commandments is because I want to become holy. Why? Because God has changed me. Not because I have to, but because I want to. That is a relationship with your Savior. That's how you know Jesus Christ has transformed your heart because he's no longer a system. It's a relationship and an intimacy with God that brings a desire in your heart to obey him. That's holiness, people. God wants you to be holy. It's nothing better than to be in the believer in this world because our hell here is our is the worst thing we'll ever go through on earth. And our heaven is going to be great. Some people's heaven is here. And that's the saddest thing because they don't know what's coming their way. They they disregard God. They turn away from God. You can man, you could tell them every little thing about God. You can jesus can come and show himself and they will still deny him as god but scripture says in romans that he made it evident and very clear to everybody even the creation and this nature that you will be without excuse right and i just want to end it with this isaiah chapter 53 verse 4 through 6 this is beautiful Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for us, for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. man guys this is the living water if you're thirsty come to it all you have to do is just say yes lord yes i am at fault with my sin i let down my pride i'm guilty before you and there's nothing i can do thank god for the blood of jesus christ that offers forgiveness redemption and atonement for my sin ladies and gentlemen For those who are listening to this podcast, we have work to do as believers. We have to preach this gospel. People are flopping left and right. And we hold the truth and we are responsible for sharing that truth with those who are thirsty and dying of starvation. If we have the liver water and we have the food. We must give it to them. And that's the gospel. Ladies and gentlemen, God bless you. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, or maybe you listen to this podcast all the time, and you're wrestling, you're struggling, and you had no idea, or maybe you went to church all your life, you grew up, but you never heard the gospel like this, and you're like, man, I really, really need to give my life to Jesus. Praise God, hallelujah. I just want to tell you that all you got to do and say yes to Jesus. All you got to do is say, yes, Lord, I want to follow you. I give my life to you. I believe in the resurrection. I believe that you died for me and he will make you new right there and on for God will give you wonderful works ahead of time. The scripture said he prepared the works ahead of time and he will bring it out to completion. The works is not works of salvation for attaining something the works is the works of salvation because god has given us these works these wonderful works that's going to um help us be faithful to him and on top of that if you think about it on top of that we'll be rewarded when we get to heaven guys listen man as a believer i have been predestined before the foundation of the earth i have been justified right Christ no longer looks at me as this criminal. I'm no longer an enemy. I'm pure in his sight. I'm no longer condemned. You know, Romans 5, Romans 5, 1. For therefore, there is no condemnation for those who exist in Christ Jesus. Right. And I am sanctified. I am continuously maturing no matter how much or how many times I fall. The Holy Spirit is sanctifying me and growing me closer to him through intimacy and relationship with him and becoming more holier through his Holy spirit. And I'll one day be glorified when this life is over. God will give me a glorified body to live with him forever, to praise his name forever. The King, of King, and Lord, of Lord. God bless you guys. I'm going to stop. I'm going to keep rambling. Um, I'm so glad that you guys are supporting this podcast. I'm ready for the next episode. Hey, listen, believers, Go out there and share your faith. Tell somebody the good news of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen.